one, we're bootstrapped. So, you know, we're, mm. we're obviously trying to get the most out of every dollar that we can get into the business. And so for us, you know, we're always trying to look at different ways to market and sell, mm. attract leads and attract talent and, and do the things that we can get the most out of every dollar that we can. And so for us, you know, we started out initially with a digital marketing campaign, but our messaging was incorrect. Mm. And so we, had to, we had to change that. We had to pivot. We had to stop that and come back and move forward. Now we've started to kind of put together some of these, you know, sales and marketing items with the right messaging mm. to attract customers. And we're getting a great response. We're getting a lot of leads, a lot of meetings, a lot of feedback, um, and use more usage of the product, which helps us kind of improve what we're doing. And mm. so it's, 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 it's moving in the right direction. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that has grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com and grab some time with us to chat. Now, today we have another great Where Are They At uh, Where are they at Now episode where we've had a previous guest on, Ray McKinsey, and uh, he talked about what he had going on or about six months ago, and now we're having him back on. He's going to tell us a little bit more about the updates of where or how things have gone, where they're at now, having, I think, you know, give you a couple highlights. They brought on some customers, they've launched, they have, a, you know, vision for the product, pivoted a bit, learned a bit of things, improved things, innovated, and uh, he'll talk talk a little bit more about kind of what that is. So with that much as an intro, welcome on to the podcast, Ray. Oh, thank you for having me, Devin. Great to be back. Good to see you. So, so, and thank you for coming back on. It's always fun to, you know, one of the things that I always, you know, I love, so people probably, or most people know it's probably, I'm an avid, love watching Shark Tank. And so Shark Tank is, you know, I, I've, if I haven't watched every episode, it, I've, pretty close i think i've watched every episode unless i missed one or two somewhere but you know one of the things that they started doing after a while is they started doing where are they at now we're giving updates and they're not all that insightful and it's usually just a form of advertising but it's still kind of interesting oh they did a deal on shark tank and now they're making x amount of money or they're doing this and what i wish they would do is also give the ones hey these are the deals that didn't work out and these are the ones that fell through but that's not as fun for them but i think it's fun to kind of hear where people are at, how things are going, and kind of give that update so you can see, hey, I heard from them once, now let's hear back. So thank you for coming back on. With that in mind, maybe take us back six months, kind of give us a refresher just for a minute or two, kind of where you were at six months ago, and then walk us through kind of how the last six months have gone. Yeah, definitely. So I'd say six months ago, it was really just the the beginning of our launch, our product Mm. launch. You know, interesting enough, you know, I mean, starting point, we started the development in 20, late 2019. Mm. Uh, from there, we launched in late May, early June. So last time, you know, I was on your 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 podcast, we had primarily just launched the platform. Um, mm. So there's been quite a bit of growth over the next six months. Um, you know, interesting enough, things have gone relatively well. And so background for people, starting point is a customer operations and experience platform for professional services companies and teams. Um, Hmm. We focus on uh, professional services companies that are in consulting or agents, specialty agencies, um, insurance services, financial services, and staffing and recruiting companies. Hmm. And the tool itself is able to be deployed and customized within an hour. 
and then mm. no actions take more than five clicks. And with the platform itself, it allows service companies to easily onboard, manage projects, provide service and support, manage their team and task management, and mm. then also have visibility into everything that your customers are doing all in one simple tool. So when we talked six months ago to rewind, you know, we had just kind of launched our initial MVP or first module of the platform, mm. you know, and that was, you know, our service management help desk, service desk, support desk platform, part of the platform. Since then, we've rolled out two initial, two additional modules on the platform, our performance management module, and then our project management and onboarding module. Mm. So, you know, our customers really adopted that well. We've got um, 31 customers so far. Um, we've got significant revenue into the business itself. So things are moving forward. Um, now, and one thing I thought was interesting when we chatted, just kind of catching up before the podcast is at least I think according to your words, you know, what you guys had envisioned is really what you guys have done over the last six months. I mean, there hasn't been a ton of pivoting or adjusting. It's really just been implementing on what you had envisioned. Is that about right? Or am I putting words in your mouth? Well, right. And that goes back to kind of our original story, which is we built it for, our own consulting firm, mm. you know, built it for what I needed in my company. So since I knew what I needed in my company and I had talked to other service-based firms, I knew what they needed. So we trust China needed to stay on that path for the most part. Mm. Now, but one of our main challenges and where we've pivoted a lot is really our messaging. Mm. You know, our, our messaging was one of the most challenging pieces that we needed to settle on. You know, we started out with, you know, focused on um, service delivery, which was a word that people didn't really understand or get based upon industry. Mm. Um, we talked about client engagement, which people felt about it in a different way. And the industry, and, and the interesting thing is when we talked to all of these companies when we were launching our platform, the question was they all have the same problem or issue, mm. but how do you relay that message to everybody succinctly? And what we do now and what we've settled on is starting point solves the disconnected customer experience. Hmm. And, and really our messaging is focused around, imagine a world where your customers and your team and you have the ability to see everything that's going on with all of their information in their account at all times. Hmm. No, and I think you hit on a good point. Cause I mean, there's a difference. And I think that it's one that, you know, as you get more experience in, in startups and small businesses, you figure out, but there is a big difference between having a good product and figuring out how to message it such that people are going to want to buy it. Right. In the sense that you can have the world's best product and one, if they don't get why they need it or two, they don't, you know, they don't get why they need it. They don't understand how to use it. They don't get how it would fit in their business. It can be something they really do need and desperately need but they're never going to pay you for it because they don't understand why they need it and so i think that i think that's an interesting thing that you brought up is that you know getting that messaging right or figuring out now we've got a good product we've we've tested it we're launching it how do we get customers to do is i think as much of the journey as getting the actual product and yet one that people oftentimes don't put enough energy in and then they get frustrated why isn't the product selling why aren't people buying it they need it because it's the messaging isn't right so maybe walk through just a little bit how did you over the last six months as you're launching it as you're getting customers how did you figure out what that message was you know, uh, the messaging for us was really going back to those people we talked about the product early on with. Mm. 
describing the use case, describing the scenario, showing the product, and then just listening to their feedback. Mm. Really just observing and listening to when we said certain phrases, what made their eyes light up? Mm. When we said certain phrases, what made them nod their head? Versus when we said certain phrases and them saying, uh, I don't quite understand that. And so it was a, quite a bit of trial and error, you know, and, and we paired that with a bit of data in researching search items on the internet and things like that. Mm. But also at the same time, it was really just talking to leaders of companies and figuring out what settled and what didn't work. Mm. No, and I think that that makes sense. Now, let me ask kind of one follow-up question to that, which is, that is once you've actually found the customers, you know, and you're, you're seeing how they react and how, what lights their eyes up. How did you actually find those initial customers? Was it personal network, people you know, contacts you'd already made in the industry? Was it social media, Google AdWords, LinkedIn, cold calls, knocking on doors? Kind of how did you find those customers that you tested your message out on? Interesting enough, our product is something that is built for service-based companies. Mm. Service-based companies are always looking to sell into other companies like startups. Mm. So for us, we've been able to utilize our personal networks to start. Mm -hmm. And then we've been able to kind of develop kind of a a honeypot, if you want to say Mm. that, which is LinkedIn. Because Mm. we are a service-based company, but Mm. we're a startup. Everybody wants to sell services to startups and service-based companies want to sell into startups. And so for us, all we just needed to do was continue to promote our company on on LinkedIn and service-based companies would reach out to us wanting to sell their services. Hmm. And in turn, we show them starting point. Hmm. And then they're like, oh, we could use that. There you so it's almost as they were pitching you at the same time you were pitching them. And so you're saying, hey, they're they're looking for service companies like yourself that, hey, we can offer you these things. They're saying, that sounds great. We'd love to hear about it. And at the same time, would you like to hear about our product? And it was kind of that a win-win a bit where you're providing them with something they need that they may not have been aware of as, they're, as, they're, as you're finding out dis- additional things to help build your company. Is that a fair summary? Exactly. That's the, that's the correct way. And so, you know, for, for listeners, you know, one, we're bootstrapped. So, you know, we're, Mm. we're obviously trying to get the most out of every dollar that we can get into the business. And so for us, you know, we're always trying to look at different ways to market and sell, Mm. attract leads and attract talent and, and do the things that we can get the most out of every dollar that we can And so for us, you know, we started out initially with a digital marketing campaign, but our messaging was incorrect. Mm. And we had to to change that. We had to pivot. We had to stop that and come back and move forward. Now we started to kind of put together some of these, you know, sales and marketing items with the right messaging Mm. to attract customers. And we're getting a great response. We're getting a lot of leads, a lot of meetings, a lot of feedback. Um, and use more usage of the product, which helps us kind of improve what we're doing. And mm. so it's, 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 it's moving in the right direction. No, I think that's cool. And I, I like how you guys use LinkedIn because I'm a big proponent of LinkedIn. I don't know that 
I don't love LinkedIn advertising in the sense of putting out LinkedIn ads. I just never had seen that be a, a very successful. But where I do think LinkedIn is oftentimes underutilized and is a great platform is and a place for you to connect with other business owners to make that you can interesting most of the time on LinkedIn, you can connect with people, CEOs, founders, people that are leading the company that if you were to email cold call or otherwise try and reach out to, you would never make it through that barrier. And so I think that I, I think it's cool that you guys use LinkedIn just because I think it's a great platform that oftentimes goes underutilized or overlooked and yet has or so much of that potential that you can or leverage for your business. Yeah. And we haven't, we haven't really started doing more digital ads um, mm. on the platform, but it's more, a little bit of outreach to our already already uh, mm. connection, cool. you know. So that helps us immediately touch kind of those people that we may not have phone numbers for or current email addresses for. Mm. LinkedIn that met that method for us. Mm. So now as we, so that kind of covers, brings us up to today, the last six months. Now, you know, one other question, then I'll, I I don't know. I always like to say one last question or one other question. I always have a whole bunch more, but um, so you're looking at um, one of the things you mentioned is things have gone fairly well, according to plan, figured out a bit more of the messaging. And one of the other things you guys have said is you continue to build on additional features or products and expanded the offering. One of the difficulties that can sometimes be with a business is you almost have too many features or too many cool ideas that you can implement. And they all, you know, to you, they're, oh, this would all be awesome. And they'll make lots of money and people are using. Sometimes you're right. And it is a great feature. And other times it's a really cool feature that doesn't ever turn into actual, any actual money. And it's just a time, you know, time and money sink. So how did you guys figure out where are you going to expand your product offering? I know you probably touched a little bit on listening to customers, but how did you kind of define which are the most important features or the next, you know, if you're looking out the next six months and saying, here are our growth trajectory, here's where we're going to ramp up and here are the features we're going to focus on. How do you identify those? And, you know, how do you figure out which are the features to, to put the effort into? Yeah. Our goal has always been first and foremost, listen to our customers, clients, and prospects. Hmm. That's way. Like we've got, we've got a roadmap of features that we think are additions to the platform that we think are good. Mm. Um, but what we really do is we just listen to our customers and clients mm. and we just ask them, Hey, what would you like to have next? Or what is something that you have a great idea or you could use? And they are more than willing to share all of that information with us. And so our method mm. around that is the more we talk to people, if we start to hear a repeated theme, mm of a feature or, or functionality or addition that just moves up the ladder more, mm. moves up the roadmap. So let and, me, oh, go ahead. And then that, that allows us to continue the growth of the platform. Mm. Because if we hear, say, if we've got a board of five different ideas and we go talk to 10 people and 10 mm. people talk about one of those five ideas just through random conversation, mm. we know that needs to be in the next release. And you, know- that, you, and you kind of anticipated what my next question, because I mean, one of the hard things you get into is customers sometimes can be unimaginative in the sense that they can see the next iteration or how to tweak something and make it slightly better, but to have something more revolutionary or groundbreaking, you know, give you an example. If you were to go back to the days of BlackBerry, which nobody uses BlackBerry anymore, 
likelihood is if you ask the customer, hey, what would you do to make the, you know, make the make BlackBerry better? You said, oh, we make the keys a little better, maybe make the screen a little bigger, make it a little bit faster and those type of things. But they, I doubt that customers would have come and said, we want an iPhone, right? We wanted something that has a whole bunch of apps that you can do a whole bunch of, you know, you can do email and you can do texting and you can do games and you can stream videos to and you can listen to music. I mean, it just wouldn't have been imaginable to most customers to try and do that. And so they probably wouldn't have come to Apple and said, this is what we want. And so you kind of start to hit on it is it almost sounds like you guys have a list of here are the cool features that we do have that are what we have in the pipelines. And then we'll kind of see based on what the customers do have the feedback, which of those features are worthwhile to focus on. So you're not just solely relying on customers to come up with the features, but li- more listening to are these features that if we're to roll out that it sounds like would resonate with them. Is that a fair, fair assessment? Exactly right. I mean, we already have a product. We have a product roadmap. We've got a list of features, functionality that we want to add to it or accentuate in the platform. Mm. But always by just having random conversations with the customers, mm. things that they need bubble up to the top. And when no. they bubble up just through conversation, it's not that you're saying, hey, we're thinking about building this, 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 or this. Which mm. one would you pick? It's more like, hey, how's your day going? Um mm you know, how's, how's your experience with starting point? Um, you know, uh, is there, are there any, any general features or functionality that would help you make life easier for your business? Mm-hmm. And that starts a discussion of, oh, hey, I would like to do this, or I would like this, or I would like this. Mm-hmm. And then that starts to give you some overall themes in terms of the product. Mm-hmm. No, I think that definitely makes sense. So, One of the last things that we'll touch on as far as the update is I think the other thing you said is, or we talked a little bit before was you're looking to continue, you know, growth is always a, a, as a, a, a goal for most companies, you guys included, but you're looking to grow the team. I think maybe double it over the next year, you know, in the next, uh, in the short term future, when you look at growth, you know, kind of how are you looking to grow the team? Is it just simply bring on more customers and then you're going to, you know, need or new or team members to, to support those customers? Is it more of the development side and bring, you know, reinvesting your kind of, when you look at how you're going to grow your team, kind of what does that look like for you? Yeah. For, so for the, uh, for the near future, I think, you know, one of the things that we've been able to accomplish is we, we just completed an accelerator with the collab studio collab capital out of Atlanta, Georgia. So that was an accomplishment for us. Um, mm very early stage launch company being a part of the accelerator. Um, we just got accepted into the plug-in South Los Angeles accelerator as well. So that's going to be another three month program, which is absolutely fantastic for us and kind of will help us kind of refine our business model and growth. Um, mm. For us, kind of what we're focused on now is obviously, you know, continuing to refine our messaging, mm. continuing to improve our product and how it works with our customers. You know, mm. it makes sense. Um, and then obviously, you know, we want to acquire more and more customers. You know, those mm. are obviously the big initiatives that we have is kind of sales, marketing and innovation. And that's really where we're at at this point. Um, and so, you know, if you have if people, listeners you want to check us out, it's www.startingpoint.ai. Mm. And, you know, those are kind of the areas we're moving in. You know, and it's sales, marketing, and innovation. And, you know, we're always looking to to show the product to people, to get feedback, see what works, see what doesn't work, see what adjustments need, feedback, feedback, feedback. We're always willing to accept it. And then we kind of go from there. 
All right. Well, and, and you you jumped to the the one of my next questions was going to be how do people contact you, and we've already hit on that. So we'll, we'll flip it. Usually, I ask the que- one question before that. Now we'll ask after, which is the last question. I normally ask the la- or, uh, on a the, the typical episodes. I'll have my last two questions that I ask with the where are you at now? I had a bit of a different ask a different bit of a different question, which is so now knowing what you know now, going through your journey, bringing you up to where you're at today as an entrepreneur. What is your greatest fear? What is the thing that scares you the most or motivates you the most? What's the bi- or biggest fear you have? Uh, I'd say our, well, my biggest fear as an entrepreneur would be, you know, things becoming very stagnant. Mm. You know, that's the fear. And because of the way I'm wired, I'm always looking for more challenges, mm. more progress. And so every day is a, a every day is an ability to be able to do that mm. now when i'm not able to do that then i'm like oh, oh my goodness what's going on and so you know those, those frustrating times the lack of movement the lack of progress the you know that's what spurs me every day and so my mm. biggest fear is to get to a point to where progress doesn't happen you know mm. like what can i do to avoid progress not or you know progress stalling Mm. Um, so that's really what drives me every day every single as a startup founder you know we're thinking about our product and service seven days a week we're thinking about how we can improve our company you know and i never want to get to a point to where things can't be a little bit better each day whether it be one percent or whether it be five percent or ten percent every day we need to make a little bit more progress in where we're going no, and I think that, that, you know, that's a good fear, but it's a real fear in the sense that, you know, the thing that separates you from a lot of businesses as a startup or small business is your ability to continue to evolve, to create a, to create new things and to stay ahead of the competition. And once you start to stagnate, you start, you know, is kind of the old cliche term of you, if you're not moving, you're dying type of a thing. And if you're not moving forward and becoming better, then your business starts to go on that downward trajectory of it's just now you're sitting on your laurels, you're not or innovating, you're not creating, and you're going to become stagnant and die. So I think that's a certainly get that that's a legitimate fear well you hit on it briefly but uh one you know maybe one more time if people want to they want to be a customer they want to be a an employee they want to learn more about you they want to be your next best friend any or all of the above remind us what's the best way to connect up or to learn or learn more yeah definitely best way to reach out is uh definitely visit our website www.startingpoint.ai um Mm. And also on the website, request a 14-day trial. So you'll be able to kind of work with our team. We'll work and onboard you onto the platform and walk you through it. So we actually do handhold you mm. for you know an hour and say, hey, this is how you use starting point. So, you know, request a 14-day trial. And then uh, you can also add me on LinkedIn, um, Raymond McKenzie, um, and you can find me there. Um, and it, definitely any feedback, any messaging, um, definitely give us feedback 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 as we continue to grow so um i welcome all all listeners and messages and and comments and we can go from there all right well i definitely encourage people to reach out connect up with you use be a customer check out your platform and uh find out more about you well thanks ray it's been fun to hear your the catch up see where you're at now how things are going and we'll have to have you back on again again in the future and see how the continued success goes for you now excuse me got something caught in my throat 
If you're a listener, also make sure if you have your own journey to tell, whether it's, you know, you're starting out or you want to do a six months update, feel free to go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be on the podcast. If you are a listener, also make sure to one, click subscribe. So you hear all of our new awesome episodes as they come out and two, leave us a review to help other people find the podcast as well. And last but not least, if you ever need help with patents or trademarks, go to the strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Thank you again, Ray. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun. And wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Definitely. Thanks a lot, Devin. Thanks for having me on. Uh, great podcast. And uh, definitely stay safe, stay healthy. All right.